friends, I am your host, Megan. Welcome to our Project Friend Community Pod. Our intention is to create a space where our Project Friend community can come together to share experiences and where we can grow and learn from one another. On this week's Community Pod, I am talking to Emma Wilson, who is the first and only Turning 30 coach. Emma helps you get unstuck, be more confident and feel better in your 30s. Hello. Hello. It is so nice to finally meet you. So nice to meet you too. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm really, really looking forward to our recording today and to delve in straight in. Are you ready to get the show on the road and to talk all things embracing your 30s? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so I am so excited about our chat today as a fellow 30-year-old and also as somebody who can relate to so much, much of what you shared. Thank you for inviting me onto the podcast and yeah, I'm really excited to share about my uh, platform and the business that I've built that as you rightly said is based on helping individuals mostly women to feel better in their 30s and to understand why they feel left behind if they do and to really make steps to to working on themselves to feel better in saying that you've built this platform off of targeting the 30s and I'd love to know what got you to that journey that really was born from a need that I saw that was out there. And the way I discovered that need was in my journey um, of becoming a life coach and also my own personal journey of, of turning 30. So I'll talk first about my journey becoming a life coach because I first started working with people who uh, were having a career change. It was something that I felt really passionate about. I also had felt lost in my careers for most of my 20s. And when I was in life coach school, that was the area that I decided was the best area to focus on. And I started out and I was doing it for around nine months. And then I started to see this pattern that lots of my clients would come to me and they would say, okay, Emma, I'm turning 30 next year. I need to have my career sorted by that. Or they would say, okay, I'm 33 now. I really need to sort out what I'm doing because of my age. I'm running out of time. And also it wasn't just 30s, you know, it's any round birthday just because of where I was and, and I was coaching at the start. Lots of people who I knew it, it happened to be that because I was also around that age, I was attracting 30 somethings, but I also coached a woman who was just turning 40 and had the same feeling. So I think it's for all big birthdays, but there was something really repetitive that I was seeing about 30, turning 30, 30th birthdays. So yeah, it was born from a need that I saw and I decided to do some research and look into what people thought about turning 30 and the pressures that they felt and I ended up sitting down for coffee with like 10 different women and they all pretty much shared the same thing so that was the thing that led me to it within the within the business but within my personal life as well at a similar time I was also going through some huge big shifts from my 20s into my 30s and I'm sure we'll dive into this in the podcast but for me I'd always see my 20s a certain way and when I turned 29, I had what I call my turning 30 crisis, which is where I really saw, okay, I've got one year left till 30. And I wasn't where I wanted to be. And, and especially career-wise, I was really panicking. And I that, that year that I really focused on the fact that I was turning 30, 
I started to see a therapist for the first time. I started to explore coaching, firstly by getting a coach and then considering doing it for my own career. And I made some really big changes. And I always really mark that 29th year as the year that lots of things shifted for me. So it's, you know, I'm now 35 and each year of my 30s, things are shifting all the time. But it was a really seismic shift from that 29 onwards where I started to do this personal development work and explore myself and and my internal world in a lot deeper way so those two things together resulted in me really choosing this niche and this target audience to work with and to be honest ever since I decided to do it I haven't looked back it's 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 been a really special journey I can imagine because having turned 32 years ago well, actually one year ago, but two almost, I can recall the feeling of that pressure that you speak of when I was 29 and the sudden realization that 30 was looming and I hadn't quite ticked the boxes that everybody else had spoken about. And I think in some ways, although I do say that society has some part to play in that, I think it was also like an internal pressure for myself of the picture that I painted of what my 30s would look like but then sort of everything is sorted out um you know everything's in order there's this almost this picture of the growth is in your 20s and in your 30s you get to a place where you can actually enjoy that growth and I think it was once I realized that growth is continuous and that journey is beautiful in that it travels with you in every age and so that gets me to my next question which is do you think when you were 29 and that you felt that pressure, do you think that came from society or do you think that came from like an internal, this is what I would have liked to achieve by the time I turned 30? I think we're all products of society and we internalize the messages from a really, really young age. So it's, it's definitely, I agree with it. everything you said, I felt the same, that it was an internalized message, but I don't think that I made that message up. I think that I was signaled along with the rest of our generation to, to think that those things were necessary, just like you said, the, the boxes needed to be ticked. That definitely originates from the messages that we get, literally from the moment that we start becoming perceptive human beings. At the end of the day, from a really young age, we're told, we're signaled messages about our education, we're signaled about our careers, we're signaled about relationships and that the underlying message of being single is bad, being coupled is good and then we take that on and then when we grow up and we're in the school system, the way that it works is that I think that the generation above us and our parents generation 30 for them genuinely was this age where you would be expected to do all of those things for them it was marriage and babies in early 20s my mum had me when she was very young and most of my friends if not them or their siblings were also brought into the world when their parents were in their early 20s it was unheard of not to be married by 30 for our for the people that then went on to educate us and to um, grow, to teach us, to, to grow us. That is so true. And although we might have this internal expectation and pressure that we place on ourselves, I do also agree that that is due to the norms that were normalized as we grew up. And I think that's where the importance of breaking those cycles 
is so important and I'm excited because although I know the intention with the older generation is only good in wanting what they had at a certain age, I do get excited knowing that we are going to be that generation at some point and that we get to say that we paved some of the way in normalizing, embracing different seasons of your life and going at the pace of your own journey. It makes sense, you know, when you think about it, because that's what was expected of them. And therefore, that's what's expected of us. Now, I do think that things are shifting and changing. And I think for the generations below us and for our children, it will be different because I think that things are they're still there but they're gradually changing so that statistics for the age of marriage are growing Uh, it's becoming more normalized to have career changes and not be stuck in one career for your whole uh, adult life so things are shifting but no for us it was very very clear I think from a really young age that by 30 you have marriage mortgage babies I call it in my coaching the the turning 30 manuals so it's like if you imagine an instruction manual of how you think your life should be at 30 and I think for me that instruction manual was written probably at the age of 21 22 I I can remember my 21st birthday being like okay the next big birthday after that is 30 so I've got this expanse of nine years to quote unquote figure my life out and actually if I just think of my 20s it was almost this build up to my 30s and in saying like society has such a role to play I remember when I turned 30 how many people would ask me questions that alluded to society's expectations so you know saying a little comment that was so innocently meant but it put that pressure on me in terms of I just really want you to meet somebody um have you looked into property or maybe you need to settle like investment is important you know you're kind of getting to that age where that is sort of the thing you need to do and although I have to say that I've almost always walked my own beat to my own drum so I've almost never wanted society to make me feel that pressure and I've always been super aware of the pressure that society puts on me still comparison is there and you can so easily fall into that comparison trap completely I think comparison is the biggest thing that I work on with my clients and it's the biggest journey that I've been on with my with myself I think that when you're turning 30 exactly like you said everyone around us starts asking those questions and then all of a sudden I, I say it's like um, a Dyson Hoover and how they have you know the vacuum and they have in the middle like the hyper button to make it like yes. much stronger and it's like when you turn 30 that button in the middle is pressed so all of a sudden everyone around you is asking you the questions and then you become hyper focused on what everybody else is doing and even more so in psychology there's something called the spotlight effect where when you have something in your mind so for example a thought like well everybody's getting engaged right now and I'm single you're then going out to find evidence to find to support that claim so you go and all of a sudden everyone you see is engaged and every time you open up your Instagram somebody is you know posting a ring shot and it's just insufferable the comparison goes all the way up and it can it it becomes really really hard to cope with it does and have you found that also how people measure their success is almost measured in terms of have I kept up with those standards that society has put in place for when I turn 30 totally I think that's also again another thing about society that has really celebrating milestones in such a specific way that we're not celebrating when somebody launches a business or quits a job or sets a boundary with a toxic friend or 
all of the amazing things that we're doing in our 30s and we're doing going on these journeys we are absolutely endorsing uh, hen parties bachelorette parties uh we're endorsing you know weddings and baby showers and you know you think about it your parents aren't going to send you a card saying you know congratulations on, on quitting your job that you hated but if you were to get engaged you would have a house full of flowers balloons and and cards wishing you congratulations so I think that we're taught to celebrate those milestones and because we are we're therefore taught to measure success with those milestones that's what I see happen a lot is that in our early 30s or late 20s early 30s if we don't have those things then we're not celebrating and not only are we not celebrating we're panicking we're like if I don't have them now I'm doing something wrong how can I get them? Like I need to go out and I need to get them. I've heard so many friends saying that and feeling that panic in terms of, you know, I haven't achieved that and almost feeling in a sense like they failed. And, you know, what's the plan going forward with this idea of having failed in a sense? And so you focus on women in their 30s. Did you find that there was a bigger need for women going through this expectation from society or the need to embrace their 30s with confidence? Was there a bigger need with women or did you find that was just something that you wanted to focus on? Because of the nature of who already who I was career coaching, I ended up speaking to a lot of women more so than than the man. For me, I was always really open to coaching both, but naturally only women were coming to me. So therefore, eventually my message did translate more into or my marketing and my mission translated more into helping women. But I then realized in my first years of doing this, that it is different for men. They do have some pressure on turning 30, the big birthday, but it's much, much, much less than women. If they do have the pressure, it's usually a lot more in terms of career and money and potentially property. And it's much less about relationships and children and and marriage because of the biological clock for a man turning 30 he doesn't start thinking okay this decade I must have a child or it's you know a a big thing for me to have a child this decade that's something they probably would think more about as they were in their 40s or even their late 40s for men because they have the privilege of, of doing so I just wonder if it's because of that expectation on women and because like we previously mentioned, having been brought up with those expectations from a young age, I just wonder if those expectations aren't more so on women. Again, this might be a bit of a stereotype or generalizing um, than it is on men in their 30s. I think so. I think that it is. I think that women are more aware of those messages because also of fertility. And I think that as well, let's go back to talking about our parents' generation and our parents' parents' generation, that it was more normal for women to procreate younger. So there was sometimes the men were older, like the age gap between couples, not always, but was sometimes a little bit bigger. So I can say like in my family that usually the all of the males in my family were older than their partners and their wives. And yeah, I just think that in general, women are, they're more susceptible to the message as well as the one, the message is more relevant to them. I agree. So you said that you went through this huge change in your 20s in terms of career. Once you got into life coaching, how did that change your life? Wow. So yeah, the big change that I went through was just firstly understanding nothing's going to happen on my 30th birthday. That was like a big thing that I always like to say to people because they think, oh my God, I'm going to wake up on my 30th birthday and I'm going to, something drastic is going to happen. It's not. 
it definitely isn't. Can I just say in that though, how many people in their 30s would tell me when you get to 30, I don't know what it is, but something changes inside of you. And I almost woke up the morning when I was 30, I was like, it's changing. Like there's going to be a feeling inside, like something's going to change. There's almost like this expectation. And I think you do try and live by this feeling of maybe something is going to feel different. In what way did you expect the change, like physically or emotionally? I think from like an emotional point of view, and I get it because I do get that if you're invested in self-growth, the more you take on that journey, especially if you're becoming a little bit more introspective in your 30s, then you are perhaps going to start caring a little bit less and not trying to people please as much. As much as that can happen at any age, I get where that theory came in play for them to give me that advice but I do agree with you that you know coming to terms with your birthday is going to it can be a lovely birthday but there's going to be nothing major that's going to change well I love what you just said because it was the point I was leading to is that you have to choose if you want to change so you you can just have another day right it's literally just one extra one extra day of being alive but if you choose to go on that internal journey and to make some changes and that's what I love about a big birthday I love about going into your 30s and the whole thing about it is that it can be a signpost a milestone for you to decide okay I'm ready for something more so for me when I was 29 I was in a job that it was a good job but it was definitely not something I wanted to do for the long term I was unhappily single and unsuccessfully dating I health-wise it wasn't in the best position I was just very the typical 20 something that didn't really take care of myself and wasn't really exercising I didn't eat very well I would spend money on shopping and lots of different things that weren't really adding things to my life and every I rolled my eyes at people who went to therapists and people who read self-help books I've always been interested in it because I did originally study psychology but it was never a main focus of mine it was always something running in the background and then when I had this, oh my gosh, I'm turning 30 in a year feeling, I was like, okay, like, let's start really doing the, doing the work. And so I went to a therapist and I went to a career coach. And when I was in with the career coach, I firstly just loved it. I loved the process. I loved the idea and the concept. And it introduced me to, to coaching. Now at that point, I didn't know I was going to become a coach. I just decided with her that I wanted to leave this job and also become a psychologist, do something around psychology. So I decided to go back and study organizational psychology as a master's. But just before I went through this really long process of interviews and and exams to get the place. And when I got the place, I was like, hold up, do I want to study again now for another few years whilst also working? I'm living in a city, I need to pay high rent. And then a friend of mine had just completed her coaching training. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should be a coach. And then it all fell into place from there. Looking inside myself and starting off the journey of coaching myself and doing that internal work definitely had this knock-on effect and just completely changing my life. I cannot imagine now at the age of 29, couldn't have imagined at 35 how I would be living the lifestyle I would have created around having my own business around remote working lots of traveling and doing really cool things that for me was just always um, not a possibility I hear you and I think what's awesome about what you shared is that taking control and almost that being the gift of every birthday is that you have the ability to take on what you would like to see what your set your intentions and that you have the ability to make changes if you take control over 
that self-growth and actually being proactive about it. And I love that about your story because I think a lot of friends have gone through this too. It's this feeling of almost being stuck. And I know you speak about helping those in their 30s to feel unstuck. And um, a lot of, I think, people in their 30s feel stuck and they're not sure how to make those changes or what to do. I'd love to know from your perspective, when you use the term unstuck, um, is that alluding to career or is that in general, like a sense of just being almost not sure where to go next? I think it's both. It's being physically stuck, making decisions of what do I want to do in my career if I'm not happy? Am I in a relationship that I don't want to be in or do I want to start dating and get into a relationship? Am I really enjoying my friendships right now or am I stuck and want to meet new people but I'm not doing anything do I want to move city do I want to move country all of these things are the practical things that need to be changed but of course for those things to change the first thing that needs to get unstuck is your mind because you can't make all those practical moves and make take actions that are going to be sustainable if you don't have the beliefs in place and I, I really like that you uh, drew attention to taking control because in coaching a lot of times when people are in this space the stuck space they are in victim mode and I think that's what you were alluding to before of really thinking okay there's nothing I can do I can't take control I just have to wait for something or someone to save me or some circumstances to change to really make my life better but the truth is and yes you're right a birthday is a great opportunity to embrace that that's so well put and something that I use is the circle of what's within my control and what's out of my control I want to make changes I don't want to play the victim card I know that I want to change my life what can I do with what I've got and what can I control my mindset my thoughts my perspective my narrative those are all things that you can change and that will allow you to take action and make those changes. The truth is that we are the only ones that can truly change our reality. And in order to do that, we have to get out of victim mode. And victim mode is the difference between saying life is happening to me. So bad things are happening to me and I can't do anything about it. And I'm just this victim and I have no control over my life and everyone else makes decisions for me and completely shifting that and reframing it into life is happening for me. Okay, lots of these things have happened. What, where can I show up in my life differently to take control and get out of victim mode? It's probably the biggest shift that I see is when clients start to really understand, oh, wait, hold on. I'm the creator of my own reality. And how, how are you a creator of your own reality? Because of what's in your mind, your thoughts, that creates your reality. Absolutely. And I think we can get so caught up in telling ourselves these narratives or these assumptions that we make about our own lives and um, the stories we tell ourselves, almost the fears that stand in our way, that we we become that narrative and we walk that narrative and it stands in our way of actually living a life that we desire. And I think for those that do feel so stuck, what sort of advice would you give if they are feeling in a place of, I don't know how to get out of this position because so many friends that I talk to are in careers or in a relationship or in a position where they they know what needs to be done and they've taken ownership over that, but they don't know how to do it because there's just such a lot of fear almost in taking that step out of the career or out of the relationship. Well, the first thing that you said, which is you mentioned that is the awareness. So if the friend already knows, okay, I understand that I'm stuck. 
really important because if you don't know that you're stuck or you don't understand that something needs to shift and change, then it's really hard to do this work. And then the next thing I would say is belief that you can change. So before we even get into how to change, what to do, what process to go on, the actions you should take, if you don't believe that you as an individual have the power to be someone different or to take action and create a different alternative result, you won't go and do it. It's like, it it just won't happen because you don't actually believe that it can. So I'd say a really good place to start is to question that belief. Ask yourself, do I believe that I can change? Do I believe that I am worthy of change? Because people also get really stuck on feeling that they're not worthy, that they don't deserve the change. And a good activity to do is to look back at your life up until this point. Think of all the ways that you have already changed when you've not even realized that you have. Start to give yourself evidence that you are a human being that is capable of making a change. And the other thing to do is to look at examples of people around you. Maybe there'll be people you know and look at how people around you have changed. I think that's why people love following people on social media because they are inspired by their change. So listening to these podcasts, listening to other people's stories. And through that, you can really garner that belief that change is possible. Really start to work on your belief that you are a person who is able to even enter this process in the first place. That is great. I love that. And I think, like you said, talking or looking at the people around us, even following people, we've actually got so many mentors that are positive that we can reach out to. It's just finding those mentors, I think. And I think that's what I absolutely love about your platform is in a sense, it is like going to a mentor because you speak into so many different aspects of turning 30 in so many ways you can get your algorithm to pick up on so much goodness and so many good good mentors that can help you on that journey of being in your 30s completely I think there are so many good sides of Instagram and social media that are often overlooked because of lots of the the negative things but in coaching I call it expanders you know you want to go and find other people that expand you so if you're in a place where you're feeling I really want to leave my job but it's just not possible go and find an example of somebody who's done the same thing as you have but is further ahead than you and let them expand you expand the possibilities of what's possible and if you can find somebody in your real life you already know that's great but for for lots of us we tend to exist in communities of people who are often the same or For example, in work, we're around people who are in the same job. We don't have that easy access to an expander. So exactly that's why it is amazing to go and find people who expand and inspire you and and connect with them. So it doesn't even have to just be looking from afar. You know, lots of people who have been through huge life changes, they love sharing their stories and they love helping people to get to the place that they are. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that comes from also a place of being vulnerable because what I have found is oftentimes when I am vulnerable the people around me that I didn't even expect to share what they share back in that vulnerability is a lot of some very similar situations that they might be going through and that you know being able to relate and to share those experiences is awesome going back to your 20s I was thinking about when I turned 30 I recall going to the beach and I sat and I wrote down all that I had achieved in my 20s and then I wrote my intent for my 30s and it made me realize how we have this tendency to almost focus on the big events or we overlook the small steps that we've taken when it comes to change being really really aware 
of what changes you have already made sometimes is the confidence you need to move forward. Yeah, exactly. And I think going back to the point that we get really hyper-focused on the milestones. So a lot of people are like, okay, if you're entering your 30s and you're not in a relationship or even if you are and you're not married and, and celebrating a wedding and you don't you don't have any savings you know so many different scenarios can happen that mean when you're 30 you don't have those milestones and when you're in that position of not having them you forget all of the other amazing things that are going on in your life it's like a cast of shadow over everything it definitely happened to me I'm glad it happened and I don't regret it because it did get me on this path I think you've picked up on something really important is that we should be celebrating always all the things and more than anything we should be celebrating the internal changes each year rather than just the external ones 100% and perhaps that if you are feeling when you turn 30 or if you're 29 at the moment and you're feeling those nerves around the next year or the big next milestone sometimes like in your case I feel like it's almost you want to feel that way because it means that change is coming or that you might, if you choose to, make the change because of that feeling you had. Because I can recall that 29-year-old feeling and how much that drove me into where I'm currently sitting. And how that came into play is because for me, fear has always been a big driving force for me, more than something I fear, which sounds really odd. But because I fear getting to a certain age and not having, not not achieved, but not having lived an authentic life and lived authentically to who I am, I wanted to be able to do what I could to live a life that I deserve to have, but also that aligns with what I value in life and sort of designing a life that I would like to live. And it's so doable. Yeah. Wow. I love this. This is exactly what I, what my message is basically is exactly what you're saying is if you get to any age, you know, I call myself the turning 30 coach, but the truth is it doesn't really matter what the specific age is. When you get to any age, use it as a signpost to do the work and, you know, life's really short. And I think that for somebody who has fear of not living as much as they would like to in the short time that we're here on this planet birthdays are an amazing opportunity to do the work so I love hearing your story because I think that it's it's really inspirational and it's something that a lot of people don't do but I hope that hope that when they listen to this they start to they start to do it I agree so in terms of the clients that you have what do you think is like the most common themes in terms of women going into their 30s what are the biggest fears so the biggest fears are comparison that's one big category so all of a sudden you're like all my friends are doing one thing and I'm doing another everybody else has been promoted I'm not yet a manager so I see a lot of that a lot of comparison a lot of feeling of failure like my 20s weren't as good as they were supposed to be so now I'm doing something wrong I work with a lot of people who come to me and say I just don't know I don't know what I want to do next I don't know what job I want to do I don't you know it's a lot of I don't know and which means a lot of staying still and not making progress and another big topic is friendships which I think does not get as much coverage as it should in terms of you know we have a lot of personal development and self-help out there for careers and relationships and health and mental health in general but people aren't talking enough about friendships and when you turn 30 friendships are such a huge thing it's a topic that needs to be normalized and spoken about way more there's been such a 
trend at the moment of different, especially of finding women, but on different platforms sharing their lack of friends or, you know, sharing the funny videos of like, hey, is anybody willing to come with me to this party because I don't have friends? And saying that in a joking way, but actually really not having friends. But because of such a change in seasons in your 30s, everybody is in such a different place. It's not like you're all walking to varsity or you're all studying together. Everybody's in a different career. Expectations from in terms of work has picked up. So different deadlines. How does one manage that? Firstly, I think it's to understand that it's really normal for friendships to change at this age, just that you've described. We all do the same thing at the same time, really, until around our mid-20s. Most of us, you know, we're in school at the same time and lots of us maybe travel or study at the same time. And then we all move city or get a job, wherever at the same time and then all of a sudden it's kind of from 25 plus all of a sudden people start going on different paths so some people are still traveling the world and have never even had their first job yet and then you've got other friends who are already cohabiting or maybe even getting engaged and for me that's what happened with my group of friends from from home was that at the age of 26 27 not everybody but a majority of my closest friends got married and it's hard because you all of a sudden your friendships change what people talk about changes you know all of a sudden it was like in an instant people were talking about their weddings and the hem parties and what color paint to paint in the living room and I'm still you know I was still off gallivanting and had no intention of settling down anytime soon so I think it's just normalizing that it's okay for your friendships to change and if you feel lonely because everyone else is doing one thing to remind yourself you're not alone you may be lonely in your current group of friends but there are so many other women out there who are also struggling with the same thing so in addition to that I think the other piece of advice I would really say is go and find friends who are at the same stage of life to you go and find them find your tribe it's been for me the most probably one of the most impactful decisions in my 30s was setting the goal to try and find friends who are the same as me and it has changed everything friendships play different roles for different reasons but it's really important to surround yourself with people who just get you really get you I 100% agree because there is nothing more lonely than sitting in a group listening to discussions that you you can relate to and you can empathize and understand but that is so out of touch with where you're at and I think what happens then, especially if you're the minority and they're the majority, is oftentimes you do feel that almost like a feeling of being left behind. And that's quite okay to feel that way. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just all about being honest with yourself. And if you can get to the point in your friendships, and I think that's a really an indicator of really strong friendships is to be able to also talk about it out loud is is incredible you want to start thinking to yourself am I drained from spending time with these people or am I lit up do I feel like I'm more myself or less myself so for anybody that is 29 going into their 30s is there any sort of advice that you have for anybody that's suddenly feeling that you know that inner panic or that anxiety around their 30s just dive inwards really start to ask those big questions that you may not have ever asked before what am I so afraid of why does turning 30 feel like such a big deal where am I in my life right now that I really want to change and how can I change it so the biggest advice I would give is to not be afraid to really confront it don't push it down the more you push it down the more you sweep it under the rug it's just going to keep coming up it will come up again in, in the next year in the next birthday or the birthday after that and it 
is not to be afraid. Go and do some self-exploration. It's a scary path when you've never done it before, but it's really fun. And I think also to reach out to other people who are also going through the same thing. So this is linked to talking about friendships. Just to make sure that you surround yourself with people who also, you can even just say to them, this is how I'm feeling. And the third thing would be to reach out for support. If it's something that you feel like you don't want to do alone, whether it be signing up for a course for something, whether it be reaching out to a professional, whether that be a therapist or a coach. If you feel at this point in your life that you're not happy with where you are and you need support to change, it's not taboo to ask someone for help. It's actually a really good time. Another bit of advice I would say is that to know that you're not in it alone. And that your 30s can be a time of self-growth and it can be beautiful too without those pressures. I mean, just to know that your 30s, for me, my 30s are so much better than my 20s. I've chosen it. I've created it. I've built it. I've created the new reality that I wanted to. But it's a time when you know yourself more, you set, learn how to set boundaries so you can enjoy your life more because it's more aligned with what you actually want. You stop caring about what other people think as much and you stop people pleasing, big one. And you can really just come into your own. For me, my 30s have just been so rich and colorful and amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's not all rose-tinted glasses, right? And life never is. But there's been hardships, but the the highs of my 30s have been, have been incredible. And I look back on my 20s. I did really cool things in my 20s and I did love them. But my 30s, I'm only halfway through, but so far much much better I hear you I totally totally agree I also want to add something here that your 30s are also a roller coaster you know I look back I'm now 35 and you know 31 32 33 were also lots of different ups and downs and and I think that's just a huge life lesson that any age you are there's going to be ups and downs and bumps in the road I said this to a friend I think the biggest change is there have been many bumps and I know that there still will be and the biggest change has been that I know that bumps are very normal now and I know that they add to my journey and my growth and where I'm going. And so the difference is how I embrace those bumps. And instead of seeing them as something I don't look forward to, it's now something that I do look forward to because I know that in that challenge, there's something I'm learning. And in that learning, I know that my path is changing. And that to me is so exciting. Oh my gosh, I love that. I couldn't agree more. It's just been such a pleasure to hear your journey. And I'm so happy you shared so much of what you've gone through as somebody who is 32 and at the age of 29 also went through uh, a change and decided to, to really do the work. I think it's been really amazing to hear your point of view because it's so aligned with what I teach and what I stand for. So thank you for sharing it. I think it's really important. Thank you. And thank you for your time today. I've absolutely loved chatting to you. For anybody listening that would like to get in contact with you, how can they go about that? Sure. So I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram, which is, of course, where we met. So you can go and follow me there. I always respond to DMs and really love building my community there. So it's at Turning 30 Coach. The 30 is the number 30. And I also have a website, uh, turning30coach.com. And a podcast, the Turning 30 podcast. So just type Turning 30 into Google and you'll you'll see all of the things. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Emma. I really, really appreciate it. And what I absolutely love is that we don't know each other at all. We've just met, but after this conversation, it's so lovely just to relate with somebody else that's in their 30s and that's embracing the season and that's helping others embrace the season too. I really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Well, thank you for having me. It was so great. Thanks, Emma. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. Thanks, Emma. Bye. Friends, thank you for joining us today. We share stories as a way to lend support, to gain understanding, to share wisdom, and to build connection through vulnerability and empowerment. Stay tuned for more empowering community parts.